welcome to the Views from the Sidelines podcast. My name is Austin Bagshaw. I'm an online calisthenics and nutrition coach, and my goal with this podcast is to keep your focus on continuous growth and education. I believe what you see and what you hear every day is the foundation of your reality. And with that being said, let's get to the show. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Welcome back to the Views from the Sidelines podcast, guys. Today's going to be a fun episode. It's just me, no one else. And it's honestly inspired by my yoga coach and dear friend and first cousin, Jessica Holt. Um, so Jessica, shout out to you. But your post today on your prompts that you're doing really, really inspired me to get on. I was going to write a post about it, but I was like, you know what? This is this is too big. It, 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 it hit home and... Yes. So today's podcast is going to be about moments where I felt the most alive. So just some a little background knowledge on this, guys. Uh, Jessica posted a prompt today that says, when do you feel most alive and connected to the world? And she posted a big collage of all the pictures that have, like when she looks back on, she just thinks, wow, I was so present. I was so alive. And this just like it, it's like she can go back to that moment just by looking at that picture and just feels pure bliss. And this is it just inspired me to do and kind of do an episode about my experience going to Bali for the first time ever. So a little bit of background on, the, on this, guys. I never traveled growing up when it comes to internationally, especially by myself. Um being the youngest in my family, I've uh, I was always going places w- with my family. But once uh, my siblings got older, and I started playing a lot more co- uh, competitive golf, my summers were spent honestly golfing. I would if if I traveled, and I and I'm not gonna lie, I I got to go to amazing places for golf. Golf took me to wonderful tournaments out west in California, down in south in Florida, and I got to see amazing places. But it felt more like I couldn't relax. It was more on, I was trying to get a scholarship to play in college. And then once I got to college, my summers were spent either doing internships where I didn't have much off time or golfing (laughs) again. So I didn't really have a lot of time in my um, 18 through 18 through 22 where I could actually go travel and I could see other places and go, go see parts of the world that I was wanting to see. So um, my senior year in college, um, I was, I was graduating in May. So come like February, I saw this amazing opportunity to go to an active escapes trip, um, that was held in, um, Uluwatu, Bali at this resort. And it seemed like it was awesome. It was two workouts a day. Uh, uh, food was all covered. They, they cooked really healthy meals for you. And you got to be around, I think it was like 120 or 130 people all doing this big fitness escape. And what they marketed was this is for people who don't want to just go to on vacation and just sit around and drink and just sit, sit at the beach and do nothing. Like it's for people who want to stay active and get to know other people who stay active. And it was just, I was like, man, that sounds fun because you know, I, I didn't have many friends when it came to workouts. Um, I worked out with my team in college. That's when I started. And then whenever I did it on my own, it was just me. I, I trained a certain way. I trained more calisthenics and street workout and I did Ninja Warrior stuff and handstands and I just trained a certain way that I felt kind of alone 
not a, not at the time, but looking back on it, I was definitely a little bit alone in that journey. I didn't really have anybody pushing me. I had to push myself. I was using people I didn't even know to compare myself like, man, I wish I could do that. So I'm going to try to do that. I don't know. It was just, I didn't realize it at the time, but it was really like a massive wake up call whenever I got to Bali and got to see everybody and got to meet all these amazing people that it really hit home with me. So today back to, so there's a little backstory about why I'm talking about this, but it made me look back at, at some pictures that I took or people took while I was in Bali on this, on this, um, active escapes festival. And man, it was a, this is, this is cool to talk about. So the first thing that I want to talk about so going to Bali, I was, let's see, I was 22, and I, Bali, if you don't know, guys, is all the way across the world. If you go to, uh, if you go to, if you look at Australia, the west coast of Australia, and draw a straight line up, that's pretty much where Bali is. So it is in Indonesia, an island, small island in, in, in Indonesia, and I had knew nothing about it. I researched a little bit, but I kind of just wanted to, like, experience it, so... First things first, whenever I got there, well, first off, the flight was, it took me about a day and a half to get there. So that, that wasn't the greatest, but whenever I got there, I was trying to find my driver <laughs> and I never had got to experience this before. Cause this, this is the first time I was out of the, uh, North America. Like I've been to, to the Bahamas and stuff, but never like to an Asian country or anything like this. So I was trying to find my driver and there was a wall of probably like, once I got outside, there was a wall of probably cheese, six people six people deep with signs, just like yelling people's names. Um, so that was a little overwhelming. I'm not going to lie. I kind of just like stuck with my headphones in and kind of like looked at my phone. I was like, holy crap, this is kind of intimidating, but it was just, that's just how things are. Um, I ended up finding the, uh, the uh, driver. No, no, no issue at all. (sighs) This is also the first time that I experienced the driving being on the right side of the car, not the left. So that was different. Um, and so I kind of just was a little stressed out about that because it just seemed completely backwards for me. But as we were driving, the driving was different. So being from the Midwest, I, if I hear someone honk, I'm thinking, Oh shit, someone did something. Someone fucked up. Someone is not doing something right. And so whenever I first was first got a car and they started beeping at each other, I was like, Oh shit. Like, Things about to pop off. What is going on here? But in in reality, that's just how they do things. They just use this little beep system because the roads are so tight and and there's so and there's a lot more congestion. And how I kind of like explain this, it's like organized chaos. Apparently, Balinese drivers are one of the most are like the best drivers in the world. But if you're in the car and you've never been there, you're thinking, "Holy shit! How am I going to make it to my destination alive?" There's scooters everywhere zooming past you there's scooters with three kids on them there's i i vividly remember seeing a scooter that had a mom and then a like a probably two or three year old child wrapped around the front of her neck um just just uh, standing on on her knees as she drove and then i saw another person eating a bowl of soup on the back of a of a scooter so it, this was just a reality check for me it just made me realize how little i've seen of the world and i was like holy crap this is going to be an interesting week. So, um, the the resort was beautiful. I got to meet a lot of people the first day. I got there a day early just 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 for uh, the whole time time change purposes. So Bali is actually so I'm I'm from the Eastern time zone in the U.S. and Bali is so if it Bali is twelve hours difference in in the future. So 
if it's 12 p.m. here, it's 12 a.m. the next day there. So um, it was kind of weird. I like if I would were to like text friends or text family or call them, I just would have to change the a.m. to p.m. and go from there. <laughs> so that was different as well. But really, though, back to the pictures, and this is the most important thing about this. So. Um, before it started, the, the day before it started, one one picture I have is a me smiling at this gym that I took a like I I forget. So they don't have Uber Lyft there; they have a different service, and I can't remember the name right now. But um, it's gonna bug me. But yeah, I, anyway, they have a service where I just called and they a guy picked me up and drove me. So it was just like an Uber. So I Ubered to this village and. This this calisthenics park, it was just a free gym. You walk in, there's bars everywhere, it's outside, and then there's an overhang where they have more equipment, they have kettlebells, squat racks, and there was literally cows fenced in around this area. Like, not really fenced in, like the fence was just open, but there was skinny-ass cows, chickens kind of running around, and it was a really, really cool experience. Um, I got an awesome workout in there, and... Um, one thing I was worried about, like I swear a week before I, I left for Bali, I sprained a muscle in my calf and I was really, really nervous about how it was going to feel if I was going to be in pain the whole week. So that was, that's just another little side note. So this little workout kind of gave me a little test run of how my calf was feeling. Um, I'm looking at the pictures and videos I have of from there and I have the calf sleeve on, which I've never worn until that week, <laughs> but um, I was just a little bit petrified. I didn't want to feel like I was out of place and I wanted to make sure that like my hard work was showing was actually going to show of how I've been training and how I've been put, pushing through. But yeah, kind of going back to the uh, the Bali Fitness Village. This is an awesome gym. If you're ever in Bali, check it out. It's so cool. Um, and I, I think there was one other person there while I was there, but it was really, really cool. I got to do some flows on the bars. I got to get a, a, a good workout in and, and a nice sweat because if you ever go to Bali, it is hot, but it's not a, it's a weird hot. It doesn't feel like you're hot, but you sweat so much. So just know, just know if you go to Bali, be sure to drink a lot of water and be sure to bring a towel because you're going to be sweating if you're working out. So the next picture that I see is a picture that I took on Impossible Beach. So in Uluwatu, at the resort we were staying, we were right off the coast. But in Bali, there's not a lot of places where you can just like lolly dolly go up to a beach and lay lay out. Like we were up high. Bali sits high up. So I had to do this. It was about a 10-minute hike down to it. But it's like a really remote beach. Probably I would say could fit maybe 100 people on there. But super remote. Um, and I did did the hike down and there was no one there. It was just me. And it kind of just like made me realize, man, I've never been this far away from home. This is cool. And I like sat on the rocks. Like there was big black rocks out there. I, I like climbed out, sat on them and I took a couple pictures and I just kind of sat there for like five to 10 minutes, just taking it in, just listening to, listening to the waves crash. And it made me really realize how, how much I haven't seen, how much I haven't experienced in my life. And just looking out at the beautiful ocean waters and the beautiful beach that I was at, it was just so peaceful. And I can always go back to this picture and be like, wow, I want I, I, if I could go anywhere right now to calm my mind and be at, be at peace, this is it right here. So kind of diving into some other ones. Another part of, of the festival was a I was an obstacle course day. And during this obstacle course, we went to this, we, we all bust to this beach and man, 
I was not expecting this to be as hard as it was. <laughs> so to put into to uh, to a perspective, like a better perspective for you guys, at this festival, um, I was expecting it to be a lot of people way in way better shape than me. Um, and in reality, I was probably in the, like aesthetically, I was probably in the top 10% um, of of what everybody looked like. Um, it was a lot of people who just like to be active. They just had an active lifestyle and they just don't like to be having boring. Um, they just don't like having boring vacations. So that was cool. Um, to, to a C and to make sure that like that it, it, it kind of put me in a better mindset of man. Okay. I'm not at a place here. I can definitely fit in here, but I wasn't ready for the endurance part of this guys. I'm not a big runner. I'm not a, uh, run 10 miles kind of guy. And I never have been, or never really will be <laughs> for all I know. But, um, in this, in this obstacle course, so just to give you a perspective, we had to run about, uh, quarter mile up this big hill and then back down. Then we went to go, I think we did reverse bear crawls up the beach. So this is all at the beach. So if you guys don't know, sand is a lot harder to work out in because you're, you're not getting as much back as you're putting into it. So the sand absorbs some of the energy. Like if you're running on a concrete or jumping off of concrete, you're getting most of that energy back as you explode up. But in sand, you, you actually lose some. So it's, so you're not as fast. You, you, you can slip a lot. Um, and it makes things harder for sure. So they had, I think we did reverse bear crawls. We had to bring carry sandbags, um, or sand lunges, sandbags with lunges. We had to do, we had to swim. We had to run across this net. And as I'm looking at this picture right now, there's, there's someone snapped an awesome picture of me go, like hauling ass through the, uh, the, the little net that, that you had to like bear crawl under. Um, and you also had to do, um, it was like jump squats. You had to do, uh, broad jumps, swimming, swimming. I'm not a great swimmer guys. I, I will explain. I tell everybody this, I sink like a fucking rock. Um, I'm very lean and I don't have a lot of body fat on me. So it's just, I've never been a good swimmer. Don't have long arms. I know all these excuses, but it's just, I've never considered myself a good swimmer. So swimming was hard. That was probably the hardest part about this. And then we had to do it twice. So once you got it done, you had to do it again. So that was ridiculous. So the second time I was struggling, I was like, good Lord. Okay. I'm, I'm definitely going to do this, but geez. So there was just like, so, so what, what happened was after the second time, there was a third time where uh, like, I'd say a group of 20 people were like, Hey, we're going to do it again. And I, I don't know what it was. If it was my ego, if it was like, there's no way I could do that again. But as they started and as they went, I felt like such a bitch. <laughs> I felt like such a loser for not going again. And this is the first time I've ever been, I've ever felt this way when it comes to my fitness and health. I've never had someone like, I, I, I never felt like the out of shape person. And it really struck my ego. And I was like, you know what? I saw them already like going halfway up the hill. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm doing it. I know this is going to suck. And I know I'm going to be panning my ass off after this. And, but I know deep down after I'm going to be very happy that I actually did this. And this is, this was a big pivoting point for me, guys. This is a big point where I didn't realize how little I've been pushed, how, how much my environment has shaped my work ethic, how much has shaped my reality. And this is the first time I've, I had people who were in better, phys, or better endurance and physical shape to me doing better or just showing me up. And I didn't, I hated it. And it may, it brought this like competitive side out of me that I 
kind of forgot about, honestly. And I did it and I did it. And we just did one, one around that time, but good Lord, I was dead after. And I just remember after being done, I just remember like jumping into the, the, the ocean, getting all the sand out of my ass crack, getting all the sand out of my hair. And it was just a freaking euphoric moment for me. I've never experienced something like that. And it was so cool to look back on. So yeah, that was the obstacle story, um, the obstacle course story. And there's one more picture that I wanted to to uh, talk about. And this is was so during this time, I had no idea who was going to be at this at this festival. It was definitely something that I was like, all right, well, I guarantee there's going to be some people who um, definitely have uh, some some influence. Maybe like uh, I, I really had no idea. I didn't know if it was going to be a bunch of people from college. I didn't know if older people, no idea. So whenever I got there, we were all separated into four teams because this is the first festival that had a lot of people. So we, we all had different teams. Um, there was six or there were six trainers there and they all, and we all rotated trainers each day. So we had different styles of workouts. Some were hit, some were Tabata, some were, uh, more weighted strength training. Some were more endurance and running, but we were the yellow team. And if you're listening to this and you're on the yellow team, shout out yellow team. We were, we were fucking warriors and that was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, we are we're the yellow team and, um, I get to meet amazing people. Um, Jackson, uh, one of them was Jackson Johnson. I've never, um, never heard of him, never even knew him. So a bunch of these people were from Australia. Um, some were Canada, some were Europe. It were people were from all around the world, but it was probably 80% Australia, uh, Australia, New Zealand, and in that area. So I, I picked up on a lot of accents. Um, I, I understood the difference between a New Zealand and an Australian accent. I got to meet a bunch of really interesting people with it. Really, really cool stories. Um, but Jackson was a really, really cool person. And I didn't even know he has a pretty solid Instagram following. He's a trainer out of Australia, but he has a really cool story and I got to know him and he was very, very humble, very genuine person really like helped me out, asked me or talked to me as much as he could. Um, and we got to know each other really well, which that, that was super cool. And another couple that I got to meet, were uh was uh mark fit and kath bastion mark fit is um the owner of rise so mark actually was is one of the og youtubers for for uh, fitness and health he's based out of quebec and uh he started his journey back in 2011 and he's now i mean he now owns rise clothing um he's opened his own gym up in quebec he owns madison north uh, massive Instagram following over a million and, um, his girlfriend, or I think fiance now, but <laughs> Kath is, uh, the most sweetest person I've ever met. They were just so genuine. And the reason I, I, I bring those up is because I'm looking at the picture that we took. It's a selfie at the uh, temple at the, at the Southern part of, uh, Uluwatu. And this is more of a religious temple, but we got to, uh, go there and got to see the sunset. Cause that's the one thing we didn't get to see our, uh, our, our place what didn't have a good view of 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 the uh, of the beach, uh, and of the uh, the uh, coastline. So we had to, we we all uh, took that little car service to the temple to check out the sunset. And this was a beautiful place, guys. There was a there was a big ceremony dance going on at this little like mini stadium nearby. We didn't go to it, but we heard it. It was really cool. And this was a really cool experience for me because this is the first time I've actually ever seen the sunset over the ocean. I've been to the East West coast a couple of times, but I, every time I've went, it has been cloudy and I never really got to experience the sunset, but this sunset was gorgeous. And, um, I've never, it was just such a euphoric moment for me too. I just seemed so happy in this moment. 
Um, fun fact, I almost got bit by a monkey. <laughs> the monkeys at these temples, guys, watch out for them. They are not, they are pretty aggressive. So try not to get too super close to them. They will take your phone. They will take your glasses. They will, they will be a little mean because this is their habitat and we're all kind of going there. But yes, side note, back to, back to the actual story. Um, the sunset was beautiful and there's a picture of me wearing this, uh, little orange rope, uh, little like rope thing that wraps around my waist and it was the this like color orange was a part of it's like the tradition to have that 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 a color while you're at the temple so it was just seeing me with that robe i'm smiling i have shit on my shirt because i'm sloppy and i spill the drinks on all the time on myself it's just this this picture is really cool to see um there's so much to it and I will always remember this trip for a couple of reasons. This is the first time I got out of my comfort zone and did something that, that was odd by myself, not knowing anybody and traveling halfway across the world. Two, I realized that in order to enjoy the most, like experience everything in my life and be the, be the person that I want to be, I need to make the most out of all of my experiences. I need to meet people. I need to, ask people what their name is. I need to get out of my little comfort zone of being on my phone and staying with my friends that I've always had. This is a big turning point for me because this was just uh, a massive, massive experience of getting out of my comfort zone. And I was not expecting to, to uh, the aftermath of what it did for my life. Three, it made me realize how much I love traveling and meeting new, new people. Um, it's, it's so cool when you start um, telling stories with people hearing other, how other people live in their culture, um, and just really getting a better grasp on your life. You get really humbled by it. Like when I'm, when, when, when you're from a town where your high school only had graduated with 180 people, you can, you can be very small minded. You don't really think about the way the other people live lives, the way other people also experience anxiety and fears. You kind of just create this reality of your own, and this is the first time I got to experience a lot of different cultures and a lot of different realities and stories and the way people talk, the way people look at life, the way people view themselves. It was so cool. There was so much confidence at this festival. There's so much good energy that um, I'm actually going to go back in October to Bali to experience another festival, so I'm super excited about that. Um, Yeah, so... (sighs) There's a, the the kind of last thing I wanted wanted to discuss, guys, and this is honestly the biggest part of this. This trip made me realize how much I wanted to start my business. So I hadn't started my my coaching business. Whenever I was there, I just graduated a week, graduated out of college. Um, I was I had plans of starting my coaching business, but I was very very scared, very scared of all the fears of well, what if I don't fail or what what if I fail? What if I don't succeed? What if people don't actually like me? What if what if I am an, an imposter? What if everyone just doesn't care what I have to say or won't care that I'm a coach? I had so many limiting beliefs going on in my head. And this trip made me realize how much I love physical fitness. It made me realize how much a community helps people grow. It makes me, it made me realize how much having other people push you and challenge you and hold you accountable throughout the throughout your life is so important. Not, not just in workouts, but in your mental health, asking you the right questions, challenging you, constantly trying to make you better. Because guys, growth happens when you're outside of your comfort zone. 
It does. It does not happen when you sit in your house, watch Netflix, and expect things to be a, a different way than what they are. It happens when you actually get off of your ass and do something out of the norm. It happens when you actually get your heart rate up and move your body. It happens when you decide that you are a person who wants to always continuously grow. And this is why, this is what it, my big realization from this trip I wanted to continue to grow. I wanted to create a community. I wanted to impact other people's lives the way some of these people that I met impacted their lives. I wanted to be an authority in this industry to where I can help others see that it doesn't have to be the way it is. It doesn't have to, you don't have to, your, your life doesn't have to be consciously anxious. You don't have to always have lived in this depressed state. You don't have to hate your body. You don't have to be afraid of food. You don't have to work out every single day of your life. But what you have to do is start asking yourself, how do you want to live your life? Do you want to grow? Do you want to see what you're capable of? Do you want to see how how many people's lives you can impact? Do you want to contribute to society by making it healthier, better? Do you want to have a better lifestyle mindset around your how you look in the mirror? Do you want to have your clothes fit better? And this is the question you got to ask yourself because if you said yes to all of those, what are you doing today that is actually leading you there? What are you doing? How do you? How are you get, making yourself uncomfortable? How are you showing yourself that and proving to yourself that you are worth changing? And that's what I biggest takeaway, guys, is this: never feel like you're stuck. This is um, a quote. I, Hell, you can quote me on this. I don't I don't know where I heard this. I'm sure I read it somewhere, but I love it. Just because it always has been doesn't mean it always will be. I'll leave it at that. Thank you guys for listening today. Um, it means the most that you hop on this and that you actually listen to what I had to say. Thank you again for the, all, all the comments, ratings, shares. If you send this to people, that's the best thing in the world for me. I am so ecstatic every time someone says that they listen to an episode or they dove into my thoughts and theories on things. But thank you again for this little mini um, podcast. This has been a lot of fun going into where I felt the most alive. And, and, and this trip was just a good way to experience where I felt alive. I was present. I didn't. I wasn't worried about my business. I wasn't worried about starting it. I wasn't worried about the, the, the fears behind it. I was just living in the moment and experiencing amazing amazing other people who really showed me what life is all about and it's about constant growth so thank you again guys um excited for future episodes i'm gonna have some awesome guests guests on here soon and thank you again stay moving